Hi. Welcome. Welcome back to the space, or if you're new here, welcome in. Welcome home. Home being your body this moment. Just giving yourself a chance to connect in, settle in, space out, plug in, however you use this time for yourself. Maybe it's your full moon bath. Maybe it's your ritual before writing, journaling, reflecting. Maybe you're on a car ride and transitioning from space to space. Maybe you're flying in an airplane. It's liminal. Right? But this liminal space of audio recording, it's happening February 4th, 2023. And this is Lauren K. Hickman of Ursaday, and you found the Inspired Astrology Podcast. Full Moon in Leo is coming up tomorrow, February 5th, 12.29 p.m. Central Standard Time, here from the Third Coast. Some of us are less comfortable navigating the physical bounds of reality. In our minds, we can build and destroy worlds. Devising simple and intricate plans to change phenomena, solve human strife, repair torn relationships, and have it all done by sundown. And then we have linear time, linear, limited time. Limitations on our energy. Human things like bathroom breaks and snacks. We get distracted. There are dishes to be done. It can feel really overwhelming, wanting so much in all directions, all at once. A sense of detachment or disembodiment can swallow us into the ethers. Present but not present, holding the leash, the drink, the snowsuit, typing the email, half there, half here, slightly numb. Mental fatigue is a thing. Emotional fatigue is a thing. Heart fatigue is a thing. Whether it's war balloons or circus balloons, there's always something to distract us from ourselves. A scrolling index of marvelous sights and sounds crying for our attention. Attention is Leo's prescription for sanity. To remember that we exist to acknowledge the existence of others. Maybe we need to be paying more attention to those things which have heartbeats, and less so to the discursive dramas set into motion. Ideas have legs when they are fueled by feelings. Our anger, resentment, Desire and passion can be splintered into many directions if we lose focus. Focus is fleeting in times of electric discourse. 
If you are bouncing off the walls of your mind, take a bath and feel the water. Take a walk and feel the earth. Take a breath and feel the air. Light a candle and no fire. The inanimate and the animate are all embodiments of creation. Our minds pull us, good or bad. We are shaped by the quality of our consciousness, a consciousness that we are responsible for molding, shaping, and curating, despite what input has been fed into the loop. So that was the Leo full moon report. And if you like to read rather than listen, or if you just want it in all formats, I provide a bi-monthly newsletter via email called the Moon Mailer. And Ursa Day's Moon Mailer, I have sent out it looks like close to 60 newsletters over the last couple of years. And it's an opportunity to reflect, offer some poetic insight into planetary circumstances, and kind of gives you some updates on what's going on with my services and world. Right. So beyond this being a podcast, um, I am a lot of things, right? Even to say the word I am. I am an Aries sun, <laughs> Pisces moon, and Libra rising, if you were curious about my big three. I'd love to hear about yours, so feel free to hit me up through my website or through the podcast notes. I am an energy interpreter. I don't really have any other words for it. Uh, astrologer feels pretty limiting, and also what a limit limitless field of understanding. I think that you could never master astrology in one lifetime. And I like to think of myself as one of those glass mirror facets on a mirror ball. And I'm just giving you my little perspective as limited as it may be to try to connect with the universals of the human experience as reflected in the sky. And I believe that astrology is reflective and never causal. Um, what would you call my tradition? I call it inspired astrology because I don't, I don't know how to not blend all of the information that I've experienced in this lifetime. So there's bits of um, forest and wolf evolutionary astrology in the works for me. Of course, some of the mundane pieces from all the, the old tools that every astrologer has come into contact with through the years. And use of esoteric astrology to, I think, inform from a different perspective. I think that soul astrology is always my intention and goal in helping you to feel more understood, to see yourself in a greater context, to maybe feel some, some peace with the circumstances, the times that we currently exist in. You know, that, that saying everything happens for a reason. I don't know if it's that as much as it is that everything has happened the way it has because there was no other way for it to round out. 
So I hope that these words bring you some comfort or at least something to reflect upon. You can find me at ursiday, U-R-S-I-D-A-E dot U-S. Uh, and you'll get all of the, the downloads if you sign up for the Moon Mailer. It just comes out twice a month. Try not to hit people up too often. Uh, and you'll get lots of insight and reflections. Um, yeah, I spend a lot of love every two weeks creating and writing and recording this work. So your support is so appreciated by listening to ads on the show, by donating via Venmo or PayPal. Venmo, it's just Lauren K. Hickman, my name, and I'll add that to the notes. Uh, you can find on my website, website <laughs> Dragon Donna. Dragon is my hound dog. He's sitting here. You probably have heard him doing his thing in the backdrop uh, of the sound here. And the word Donna is Sanskrit for offering. And through all of the support that I get, I'm able to at least pay for the myriad of websites, email campaigns, scheduling app, all of the things that it takes to run a small business in these days. So I really, really appreciate your support. It keeps me motivated and to know that you're out there listening, feeling, seeing, experiencing this work. And I hope that you'll pass this along if you get some meaning out of it. Uh, it's not a highfalutin podcast with all of the like fun little links and audio clips and stuff that some guys do, but it's, it's me and a phone or a computer in a room with my dog. So please know that there's, there's only heart coming into this. Like I do this as a devotional practice and as, as an act of service. So this week was Ursa Day's first birthday, and I set it up to file for my LLC on February 2nd, 2022, and that was at 12.34 p.m. And in bulk is a holiday that runs from February 1st to February 2nd. Uh, it is in the Celtic Neolithic era tradition, like all the way back through time, paganism, Wicca, um, and, and even translated into, you know, Christianity at some point and St. Brigid. That's right, dragon. So St. Brigid, um, represents a lot of things. Uh, this, this fiery female entity and she sort of represents the three faces of the goddess and that's divine feminine quality. If you don't like the G word words, it's the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So burning of candles, burning of fire, having um, a cleansing, a purification can often be a big part of the ceremony. And I want to remind people that, you know, we're living in modern times and sometimes the ceremony just looks like lighting a candle or slowing down while you sip a cup of tea Right. Um, but if it is part of your practice to tune into these natural events, these rhythms, this time, I encourage you to go for it and do what feels like you. Right. Rituals don't have to be dictated out of books. You don't have to buy expensive crystals to uh, only bury them under the ground at the four corners of your home. Uh, you don't need expensive herbs or salts from foreign countries, right? We get to treat 
our items and our sacrifices are sacred. It, it matters how we treat them and what is sacred and what's the intention behind those. And I feel as a, an occultist or an esoteric practitioner that um, part of my part of my message <laughs> to be conveyed to everyone that is willing to hear and to take it in for themselves, right, and and to also discern if it's right for them, is that you don't need tools, that you are all the tools that you need, that your experiences have offered you the wisdom that has led you to this moment, and that using your creative mind and listening to your heart and paying attention to what your body speaks to you is enough, right? And you can change your vibration just through the quality of your thoughts and the quality of your consciousness. And that was what I was writing about in this report as we are in Aquarius season, which is a highly mental and etheric faculty. It really does represent the, the mental plane in my experience. And many Aquarians tend to live in the ethers. Some of them have a very challenging time bringing things into this world uh, because sometimes it's so much easier to deal with things on the etheric plane. And that is to use your imagination or to do energy work via distance. Um, there's a lot that can be done with intentional energy and consciousness. And for ourselves, part of that is just doing the cleanup work. I think that's part of the purification that comes with this time period is offering our experiences up to the fire, to the flames, uh, and offering a intention of transmutation, of using our experiences and, and bringing that to the surface so that we know what the next steps are, or that we can help to heal the old tears and wounds in all of our cells, our bodies, right? Whatever that looks like for you. So a big part of the work that I do with being a Reiki mentor, which is to say a teacher and someone who's been practicing uh, this really amazing connection with energy for the past 20 years. Right. So if you'd like to get together in Milwaukee and schedule a session, or of course being able to do that by absentia, uh, just get in touch with me at www.ursaday.us. So I'm recording off my computer and it's only giving me a limit of uh, five minutes. So here we go with the chart. This was a messy one. Let me tell you, just sitting and looking at these squares and trines and sextiles and oppositions and all of the challenges and, and things that are going on within this experience. Um, from the chart that I, that I pulled from uh, Milwaukee, there's a Gemini Ascendant. Obviously, the sun is in Aquarius, very close to the midheaven, and the Leo moon is in the third house at the base of the chart. Um, so we have this ninth and third house uh, opposition with Aquarius, which is very much about like everyone out there in the community and protecting the world in the ninth house, which is kind of a great placement for it because it's it's other people, it's the bigger picture, it's philosophical kind of this vastness, right? The, the big, the bigger view, you know, Jupiter's home territory, right? It's like the, the view from up top. 
And then we have Leo in the third house, uh, the moon representing children, our inner child, our feelings, what needs to be let go of, what needs to be integrated. And it's kind of singing a song over to the Aquarius sun in the ninth from, hey guys, like we can start from here. We can start from paying attention to our communities and our neighbors and our own upbringing and working with our stuff, right? So that all comes to surface right away. And then we have this um, <laughs> uh, square to Uranus and Taurus at 15 degrees and the sun and moon are both 16 perspectively, respectively. And um, this, this square off, you know, these kinds of triangles and hard angles like that uh, do create a, a challenging kind of energy um, because everybody is equally at the table speaking their wants, their desires, their needs. So each full moon teaches us about balance. Um, they illustrate the Lao Tzu uh, art of war context of how our enemy, the enemy of your enemy, is your friend. And I worked for a long time to, to understand what that meant to me. And it means, as simply as it's put, that the thing that feels so toxic to you, right, what is the opposite or the enemy of that? And how can you make friends with it? So if you feel like scarcity mentality is part of your makeup, you act abundantly and you practice generosity, right? I hope that's a good context here. And so in, in this situation, if Aquarius feels too icy or alienated in its head, you give it what Leo is good at, which is attention and giving heart, right? Out of the head and into the heart. So with all this tension, friction, and the celestial dance of this full moon, um, this is going to mean a lot to different people and how it's impacting your makeup, right? So you might really resonate with the overall like view from the top uh, poetry of the, of the mailer, but Perhaps um, you get energized to set forth on a project. Maybe you have a panicky anxiety hour. <laughs> Maybe you binge watch TV. Uh, present, hi. Um, you may run a marathon or leap into Lake Michigan if you're nearby to wake up your nervous system, right? Uranus sort of creates this, this chaos, but this like alivening, it's sort of an electric shock to the system. So whatever you do, whatever you get into, pause and breathe and touch your heart, right? That Leo energy of courage of the heart, our chest, our being, our beat, our rhythm, our vibration, right? And Aquarius really works with vibration. So when you plug into the rhythm of your own heartbeat, you're slowing everything down. You're not getting into the electricity and the nerves. You're coming back to square one, back to the soft place, right? So I talk some about that sun, moon, square to Uranus, and that's a fixed and stubborn, hard-angled kind of energy. And triangles can create these awkward stalemates when, especially when there's this equal strength coming from each point. So the sun in Aquarius is having its thinky time, perhaps a bit hyper-analytical or detached from all these world events happening. Uh, maybe it's about sort of like ex, like ex I don't know what's the word, like 
taking yourself out of the story, like, like Exodus kind of energy. And it's quietly untangling this mess of the human theater that we're in. I mean, have you opened and scrolled through your phone? <laughs> the moon in Leo is showing up to request an audience, you know, bringing things back to home down here, right here, right now. And then Uranus, who is affiliated with Aquarius, is kind of sending this um, electric shock to both parties, right? And this creates a syncopation between the thoughts and the feelings, the head and the heart again, right? That's, oof, that's a lot. Mercury, who is impactful in this full moon chart as Gemini's ascendance ruler, is sextile to Neptune. So it is time to bring those helpful thought forms into the concrete, right? Let your inner tuning fork find the right radio frequency in your own makeup before you proceed, right? Find that sweet pot spot where you're getting the, the clearest version of your thought processes, right? Venus in Pisces is prominent and sextile to Uranus and square to Mars in Gemini. So listening to our desire is very important, right? While we're also recognizing there is collective desire and others' individual desires, all of these are important. Harmony often happens through conflict. And compromise is when not everybody's happy. No one wins in compromise, and that's the beauty of it. Mars and Gemini has multiple connections here. So Venus, Moon, Jupiter, right? And and Mars, which was encumbered by retrograde from Halloween to mid-January, is just only in the last two weeks back into process, moving forward. Um, it's fired up to complete a million tasks, Gemini, Mars. So it may have bitten off more than it can chew, right? Depending on where this hits in your makeup, uh, sometimes you just have to bask in the chaos and see, uh, see what, what things are for what they are, right? Did you overextend yourself? Were you powerful once getting in the way of your limited range of energy? You know, it's, it's almost always okay to cancel your plans. Just make sure to communicate and honor those who are involved, right? Nothing more Gemini than that. Letting people know what's up. So that's all that I had for this moon, my darlings. Um, I will sign off for now, give you just a little quick report, quick check-in. I have moved out of my studio. I'm on my second week of grad school, second semester. I am overwhelmed. <laughs> and uh, I've definitely bit off more than I can chew. And I definitely had to cancel a pop-up today in Milwaukee because I just did not have the bandwidth. And I hope that you are finding a way to say no, right? Boundaries are important, especially in Aquarius season. Sometimes no is the only boundary that you need. Um, and just giving yourself some space and, you know, alien Aquarian, everybody needs some space sometimes. So take good care of yourself. You can find me now, um, always on Instagram, not as often as I used to be because, social media, but, um, you can find me at Ursaday underscore, 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 um, Ursaday healing arts. Uh, you'll find, uh, funny anecdotes, pictures of me and my dog, pictures of me and my, uh, Tanuki suit out in the woods kind of thing. 
um, you sign up for the Moon Mailer, you'll get an update on events, on classes to come, on places to be. And I am now going to be seeing clients out of Moving Galaxy on uh, Farwell Avenue on the east side of Milwaukee. And I'm so excited to be collaborating with Moving Galaxy and with Anna. Until next time, stay inspired. Take good care of you.